Welcome to Fargo Watch Party. I'm J.D. Farrell. And I'm Stephen Merriweather. Fargo Watch Party is presented to you by the Modern Podcast Network. Uh, we are doing episode 10 this season finale. I'm kind of sad that it's over. This was a great episode, but I'm kind of like, this was a great season. I, I, I loved watching season. this season. I'm kind of sad that it's over, but I'm excited to talk about this episode. Yeah, excited to talk, but I'm going to miss Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, definitely one of my, I may be top 20 favorite actors. I don't think that's a huge encyclopedia, but I, I enjoyed his performance in this season, and I'm going to miss it. Dearly. Yeah, I enjoyed Billy Bob Thornton, too. I did. I am a Billy Bob fan, but Billy Bob was a, he was a ruthless killer. We can, we can recast any type of ruthless killer. Martin Freeman's character has some more depth to it. He did, but uh, I mean, like, what what was the line last last episode? Do you really want to do this, Lester? Yeah. Do you like he he was good. I liked him. I liked him a lot. Uh, okay, season ten, last episode. Um, we won't spoil it, but a lot of questions were answered. Yeah. This was a great episode. We're, we're, we will eventually spoil it, but I'm not going to spoil it. Right <laughs> um, episode starts, uh, as it always does, as, as every episode of Fargo does that I, I love, it says, uh, um, based, you know, inspired by true events, um, uh, out of the respect for the dead, uh, no, out, out of respect for the living, um, the names have been changed. Out of respect for the dead, the rest of the story is told ex exactly as things went. Um, and I, I love that start. Um, we see the camera painting across ice. We're still in Minnesota. It's still the winter. Um, well, I guess we're we've been in Minnesota for multiple years now, but it's it's we're back. It's, it's back at, at the winter, and we see this hole in the ice and then it cuts to Lester and if we remember from the end of last episode Lester's back is what we titled our the the recap Fargo watch party episode um, Lester knew that Malvo that he he messed up Malvo's Malvo's chasing after him and um, and so he was trying to get him and his wife, Linda, out of town. They were going to go to Acapulco. Um, they needed to stop by the store to get their passports. Lester was afraid to go in the store, so he sends his wife in. Before she goes, he says, it's cold outside. Wear my coat. <laughs> and for good measure, put the hood up because you look cute, knowing well, he, he knew well that if Malva was in there, he would mistake her, his wife, for him and, and kill her. And that's exactly what happened. She went in. We see Malvo stand up from the shadows, shoot Linda in the back of the head, and then walk out. Um, Lester is in full self-preservation mode. He, so, so now we're back in this episode. He, this just happened. Lester's in shock. Um, we see Malvo leave. Um, and then Lester gets out of the car, uh, goes inside the shop, sees his dead wife laying on the ground, 
shot through the head, blood everywhere, gives her maybe one second <laughs> of condolences of like memories of sadness, one second, and then immediately goes to the safe, opens the safe, grabs the passports, and is like, okay, Mal- Malvo's here, like, I need to get out of here, like, no, does not care at all for this woman. Um, he, he grabs the passports, he uh, takes the car keys and puts it on the, uh, a key ring that, that his wife was holding, puts the car keys in her hand, even though he was driving. Um, and then he walks outside and sees the, the big sign for, for Joe's diner, uh, Molly's dad's diner. He walks to the diner, he gets inside, uh, Joe, Molly's dad comes up and he says, is, this, is it just you, Lester? Lester says, no. Uh, Linda just dropped me off. She was going to run by the store to pick something up and she just dropped me off. And, you know, Thanks she said she, she wanted a, a grilled cheese. Can you like two grilled cheeses, please? Um, and, and so we learned that he's trying to act like he was never there. He's, He's trying to put put the keys in Linda's hand and 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 pretend like he was dropped off and I I just can't believe this man. I I was impressed but disappointed at the same time. I was impressed at his quick thinking because I don't know why he didn't just leave. But he did the logic thing, the thing I didn't expect him to do and he thought I, the only way I'm getting out of this is if I just tell the cops that and show them that, hey, this was not me. Someone's after me. And that's what he did. That's, yeah. And so he, he's at the diner. Um, he orders a ginger. He, he was like, he, yeah, can I get a beer? That'll really change the day. And then Joe was like, it's a family establishment. So he orders a ginger ale to uh, grill cheeses. He, he tells Joe that he's going to get up to go to the bathroom. So he gets up and then he sneaks out the back. He makes sure no one, no one sees him. He sneaks out the back. He goes to a payphone, changes up his voice and calls in shots fired. Um, because he, he wants, he, he has his, his wife is dead in his store. He, he wants the, he, the police to come uh, while he is at Joe's restaurant. So, you know, he has some alibi, uh, um, and then he sneaks back in. He opens the restroom door and closes it for good measure, just so people thought he was actually in the restroom. Sits down, realizes that the plane tickets to Acapulco were in that jacket that he gave his wife, and so thought, maybe I can go back. Maybe I can go back and grab them. But as soon as he thinks that, the police cars go by. Um, uh, Joe hands him the grilled cheese and he's just like, well, this is what it is and takes a bite. Yeah. That slightly implicated him for something, but we don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. Yeah. And, and it, I don't think it ever really becomes clear why that was an issue, but he was worried about it. It was brought up. He was going to go to like, maybe like, why are you running type thing? Yeah. But like, like, yeah, like this is a weird time to go. Like, but I don't know. Yeah, so, so, so that's how Lester gets. That's how Lester is trying to get away with this. He he already got away with one murder. Kind of got away with the second murder. 
um, with Chief Thurman, and now he's trying to get away with this murder. Yeah. Which he didn't have much to do with, but he definitely knew it was coming. I mean, he, he I don't think you would go to jail for what he did, or you should go to jail for what he did, but he's still a terrible <laughs> human being. Yes, he's a terrible human being, yeah. Putting and, on and, a hood. And, and Molly, Molly's just so smart. Molly's, she's, I'll see her next Monday. Mo, <laughs> Mo, Molly is so smart. So the next scene, Molly gets the phone call. You, you go through this, but I just want to point out one thing. At the, the next scene is, is Molly and Gus, who are now married with Gus's child. They're sitting in their living room watching TV, and they're watching Deal or No Deal when the phone rings. And Gus says, oh, I would just take the money. And then his daughter says, no way, like open a suitcase. And then they show a picture of the screen. And you know Deal or No Deal, right? You've seen the show. Um, yeah. There's like 30 cases, and then you, you pick one, and then you like open them, and then the, the banker gives you a deal. And uh, um, Gus was saying, take the money, when only two cases were open. <laughs> I, I didn't realize Come, come on, Gus. <laughs> I mean, that's You at least got to get Gus five was. or ten in. I guess that's what they were trying it, to it, illustrate it the wasn't type of person even, Gus was. Yeah, like... Come on, Gus. Take the money. So you're not even there to play. You're just like, I opened the case. You offered me $30,000. That's more than I had walking in. Thank you. Good night. Show's over. That's Gus. Yeah. That, that's and that's who they don't Gus. want on the show. Yeah. 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 Ugh, I hated it. Well, then Molly, she makes her way down to the crime scene. Well, first, before, before that happens... Molly gets the phone call and she, she has a line that is my favorite line that I think should be the title of the episode. Oh. She says, um, someone killed another Miss Nygaard. Oh, that's what I, I quoted the other one. That's, was the that other was one? my quote. No, she said the other one. That was the yeah, one I quoted. The other one. I love like, that uh, one too. We are, yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I put in quote for the title of the episode. The other yeah. one. Yeah. She, she picks up the phone. She, someone's talking to her and she says, the other one. And then as she's walking, she says, she either says someone killed the other Miss Nygaard or she says yeah. another Miss Nygaard is dead or something like that. Yeah. But I, I thought that was a great line. So that's why I quoted the other one because I was like. Uh, the other one died <laughs> yeah yeah that was a great line both of them uh when she said the other one i laughed yeah because she's right yeah like yeah. yeah like the other the other one died too how many people have two wives die especially <laughs> yeah. murdered yeah um and then okay you take it from here oh uh, don't know, don't know too well, but then we got Molly makes her way, and then she has Chief Bill over there, and of course he's so remorseful for uh, old Lester and feels bad for Lester, and Lester comes in, he actually has a performance ready. Yeah, and so they're at the crime scene. I think yeah, you said they're at that, the crime scene. Yeah, they're at the crime scene. Molly's doing her thing. Bill, poor Bill, he can't even look at the body. Yeah, he's like he's getting queasy. Um, but yeah, go ahead. You were talking about Lester. 
Oh, no, but then Lester has his performance ready. He's crying, weeping, crippling, and Bill holding him up saying, no, no, and he's I like, thought it was why a great this performance. Happened? It was. He was good. Lester was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh. And he was like, he was like falling, and I... Short of tears, I think if that yeah, happens no in real tears. life, you'd be crying, but yeah. no tears. But other than that, it was pretty good. And Molly's not really buying it. She kind of sees he is a little heartbroken, but she's like, yeah. And she's obviously saying, like, okay, has to deal with it. And Lester says he's about to puke. And then Bill's like, oh, no, if he's about to puke, I'm about to puke. So we got to get him out of here. And Lester says, wait, wait, I have to see the body. Let me let me say goodbye. Can I see her before? Because he, he knows the tickets are in that, you know, the jacket pocket. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you're more than willing. So he goes to say goodbye. And I don't know what he's about to do, straddle the body to say goodbye or something. He approaches her and is about to, like, kneel down on top of her. And Molly's like, Lester, you can't touch the body. It's so yeah. Open crying like he was just gonna get on top and hug her and rip out the tickets, but like and this this man can't even take the moment to be remorseful or to mourn his dead wife. Yeah. His sole purpose is to grab those tickets. Yeah. Like Lester. Oh my god. That's, but for the first time in the whole season, he's thinking. Ahead, he's thinking progressively. That's the only reason I am liking. No, he's, he's thinking about himself. Yeah, yeah. I guess he did with the machine when he put it in the behind the letter. Remember the weapon? Yeah. Uh, the murder weapon. He was thinking about himself. Then he was thinking a little proactive the whole time. Ever since he first struck his head, struck his wife in the head with that hammer, he's been thinking about himself. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, she removes him from the body and says, sorry, Lester, you have to go. And he doesn't get the tickets to Acapulco. And Molly starts to investigate the crime scene. Yeah. Next scene, they're back at the uh, Bemidji Police Department. Um, we see uh, Agent Budge and Agent Pepper, who are just like bad FBI agents. Oh, my gosh. That, yeah. Like the the uh, the Keegan Michael Key character, he starts off like, "Are are we are we dreaming?" <laughs> and then Budge is like, "What do you like? Do you say everything that comes to your mind? Like, what are you what are you doing?" <laughs> I I thought about you in that moment. I definitely thought about myself. <laughs> I'm just like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we work together. <laughs> um. They're like just clueless. Um, uh, they go to interrogate. Uh, so, so Lester's in an interrogation room, uh, like a, just a Bemidji room. Um, the two uh, FBI agents walk in, and uh, Chief, uh, the new Chief Bill, is like, um, "That's his name, right?" Yeah. Sorry, what I wrote down, I don't understand. Okay. Um, the chief is like, you know, these guys are from the FBI. Um, he's like, oh, like, is this about Las Vegas? And they're like, no, this is not about Las Vegas. Uh, Agent Pepper, Pepper's like, well, it's kind of about Las Vegas. Uh, and they're like, no, it's not about Las Vegas. They put down pictures of Lauren Malvo. 
Um, and they're like, do you know this guy? And Lester looks up at Bill and is like, Bill, like, <laughs> what's going on here? And Bill's like, answer the question, yeah. Lester. <laughs> I love that. I did too. He's like, uh, Bill, like. <laughs> Bill's finally it putting it all together. And Lester's trying to lean on Bill. And, and Bill's like, no, like, this is making, this is all making sense. Like, how is this all happening? Like, answer the question. Um, and then Lester asked for a lawyer, um, and, and he's like, you, you know, uh, like, oh, I guess you, you already think I did it. And, and so like, I'm not going to answer your questions. Like I want a lawyer. Um, so then they're like, okay, whatever they, they, you know, they leave Lester still in there. Um, um, next, next scene is uh, Molly's dad is is now uh, at the police department, um, and uh, he's like, you know, is are you okay? Like, you know, is everything okay? Um, I should have said something, but I saw this this man. Um, uh, I, you know, he he looked like this. He was acting weird. Like I, you know, you just missed him. Um, and, and Molly shows him a picture of Malvo and she's like, is this the man? And he's like, well, I guess like not really. He, he has white hair. He has a, you know, a, a mustache, but like, yes, it, it kind of looks like him. And she's like, oh, that's, that's Malvo. Like, that's the guy. Um, and, and she said, can you, can you call Gus and tell him that I'm going to be here all night? Uh, which I immediately thought like, Honey, you're pregnant. Like you were very pregnant. You need to go home. I told you that an episode ago, and you're like, "No, she can work up until she gives birth." No, but I agree with that. But like, I don't know if pregnant women should be pulling all nighters. Um, but then her dad is like, "I'm gonna do one better, and I'm gonna go get my gun and protect my granddaughter." And you know what I loved about I that? I won the bet. Oh, stop. He didn't I win said no he bet. was going to get involved, or that's my prediction that came through. I finally oh, had a prediction. Okay. Oh, that was your prediction three episodes ago. Well, like seven uh, episodes ago, but sure. Uh, what I loved about that is he's going to go protect his granddaughter, who's his step-granddaughter. But he doesn't view it that way. He's a good man. You know, my daughter married into this family, and now they're my family. Uh and he goes, he goes to, to protect his daughter um, or his daughter's family. Um, we skipped one line. I'm just going to backpedal a little bit. When Gus, when uh, Chief Bill and Molly first arrive at the crime scene, um, Bill says, oh, Molly, you, you didn't have to come. And Molly says, of course I did. <laughs> and I love that. That's just I, Molly. Uh, I guess I didn't pay that much attention to that one because I'm like, well, of course she did. Yeah. Was she going to let Chief Bill take yeah, the case? Yeah, of course not. Murder? Of course not. But I, I just love that line. I was more – the line that was more important that you just kind of skinned over is when Gus tells Molly that he can't go to another funeral. Yeah. Because he promises that she'll stay at the courthouse or stay at the – well, That's what that, I thought she that, was going to die. That happened a little later. Um, oh, I, I think, guess that 
I think right after this is when Molly goes to talk to Chief Bill. I think that's the next scene. Uh, Bill's like, after this, I quit. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm retiring after this. Like, I don't have the stomach for this. I, mm-hmm. I just want a V8 and a hamburger. Like, I, I can't do this. Like, you're the real deal. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oswald thought you were the real deal, and you are the real deal. And at this point, I thought Molly was going to be like, that's what yeah. I've been saying. In his face, yeah. But she was like, oh, I don't know. Like, and he was like, no, Molly, you're the real deal. Like, you, you need to be the chief. And she was like, oh, I'll, I'll talk to Gus. I'll talk to Gus about it. Of course she's going to say yes because yeah. she's from Molly. Yeah. And then she's like, chief, chin up. And then and then she then she leaves, um, and then then you're right. I think after this, uh, Molly is is uh, Molly has the whole Bemidji police force into a room, and they're gonna um, they're gonna. She has a plan to uh, to lure him into a particular scenario to, to pick a particular location, and then uh, converge on him with with the you know all eight Bemidji police officers. Um, and so they all have, they're all in a room. She's like, you know, this is what he looks like. He's driving a red car. Um, and then she gets a call from Gus. Yeah. Yeah. And, and go, funny. yeah. Then go over the call. Well, Gus pleads with her that his daughter has already went to one funeral and that he can't bear to see his daughter go through another one. And, and promise- I, I get that. Yeah, promise to run things from the office and never leave the station. And I, what I appreciate about that, Gus, Gus was like, look, I know this isn't fair. Yeah. Like, I, I know that, like, this is your job and, like, I'm just a postman and this isn't fair. But, like, please. Yeah. Please don't do this. You have a bunch of people under you that are willing to lay their lives on the line. Like, you don't need to put your body yeah. on the line for this. And... and- he, he has this whole spiel, you know, his daughter can't go to another funeral. Like, I, she can't do that. Like, I can't do that. And then what does he do? Yeah. The immediate next scene, mm-hmm. he's driving his car. He's going to go to the police station. He's going to, like, sit in front with his own gun. And Molly's like, no, don't worry about it. Like, go home. And so uh, there's an animal. There's a wolf that, you know, it's in front of his car. He, like, goes to an abrupt halt. He turns over to his left, and who does he see? Mm. But he he sees Malvo's car and Malvo's little cabin. And so instead of taking his own advice and going home, just like he told his wife to do, yeah, he goes and investigates. A little hypocritical. Yeah, definitely. Especially because we know Gus doesn't have the guts as a Molly. He also doesn't have the shot as a Molly. Definitely. Well, he got a pretty good shot. Molly, Molly took down. I mean, Molly took, took down, down his own wife. He took down his own wife, but Molly took down that one of the henchmen, the deaf, you know, the deaf henchmen from twenty feet away in a blizzard. Just like two shots, just like the totter at the academy. Pop, pop, down. I mean, so did Gus. Oh, <laughs> Gus was just more like ah. I see a body. Get it. <laughs> um, so Gus parks his car sort of over to the side, you know, on the other side of the forest. He walks over. 
I thought right then he was going to die. Yeah, like, I did. Too. In the forest, like Malvo had <laughs> traps or something. Um, he bends down behind the snow pile and he sees Malvo get out of the cabin and get in the car. And so he knows Malvo's there. And then he goes inside the house. Yeah, I didn't think that was smart. I was like, Gus, you're going to die. Yeah. Like, you're Gus. Like, know who you are. You're going to die. Yeah. Um, and then Malvo drives away, and we don't know what happens to Gus after that. But uh, what's the next scene after that? Uh, next scene, the FBI and Molly discuss how they're going to use Lester as bait, and they're going to call for backup and put Lester at his house and then obviously try and drag Malvo out and get Malvo that way. But Malvo knows this police station. He knows the Bemidji police. It's a very low scale, not the most coherent, not the most intelligent police department. So he calls the police department and says, I'm with the FBI and I'm looking for my backup. And he's in the uh, representative secretary at the police department goes, who are you looking for? Budge or Pepper? Just tells their names. Yeah. Who are you looking for? And Malvo says, oh, no, it's fine. I'm okay. I'll let him know I'm coming. And so he already has the ID file of whatever the case number is that these guys are working under. He has connections. We know that. Well, so, no, we, we, we actually skipped this part. Um, uh, he, he steals it. Oh, I don't was, remember that. Yeah, so he has this. I completely forgot about this. He... He has this police scanner, and so he's listening to the chatter. He yeah. he he hears that Lester's, you know, Lester's at the police station. The FBI are there, and so uh, he takes a gun and like a, a metal rod. And remember, he goes to the police to the police station and then breaks into a car. Yeah, and then steals a little notebook. Oh, that's what that was. That's what that was. Okay, I just thought it was. He just okay. I missed that the first time too, but. After I, I rewatched it, that's I realized that that's what he stole. So okay. he has this FBI notebook. He has the name of a of the FBI officer, and then he calls the FBI, faking like an FBI officer and calling off the backup. Yeah, which was super smart. It was. Yeah, he had the case ID number. Just said, "Don't send backup." Yeah, just like <laughs> don't send backup. And at that point, I thought Malvo was gonna win. Like, yeah, he's at one step ahead of them. Like he's he's gonna win. I don't know what winning looked like. Like maybe everyone dies. Like all the Bemidji police force like dies. Like I don't know what winning looked like, but I thought Malvo was gonna get away with it and win. Um, yeah, and so Lester. So then Molly comes back um, after after they they end up talking. Uh, she ends up talking with the the FBI agents. Um, they go back into the holding room that Lester's in, um, and Molly's like, you know, we're going to let you go. Um, uh, uh, and then there's, she has this scene where, and this might have been in the first time that they were talking, but she was like, you know, he's not going to stop. Yeah, that's what she like, says. It. I, I think it was like an honest moment from her. Like, yeah just help like we're on the same side as you mm -hmm. like 
he's going to kill you. Like he's not going to stop until you're dead. So let us help you. Um, but for whatever reason, Lester's like, I, I think Lester and I would, I would understand this. Lester has built a pyramid of cards and he's afraid that if he removes any one of them, the whole thing is going to come crashing down. And so he yeah. has to just like play the, play the straight line. Um, he's in survival mode. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's like, we're going to let you go. Um, you know, the agents are going to give you a ride home and then they're going to be there with you. And he's like, I'll just get a taxi. And Molly's like, well, that's not, that's not mandated. That's not optional. It's mandatory. So he's like, whatever. Um, and then she tells the story that I didn't really understand. Which the riddle? She, what? It, it explained. You just explained it with what you just said. But I, then explain it to me. Let me let me say it first. She was like, uh, you know, a guy is, is standing on the platform waiting for his train. He walks into the train um, and realizes he only has one of his two gloves. And he looks out the window and he sees the other glove on the platform. And so what does he do? He throws his other glove out the window so that the person who picks them up now has the full pair. Yeah. And then that's it. So what does that mean? She's pretty much saying she thinks Malvo killed Sam Hess. And because he killed Sam Hess, you thought, oh, let me just credit him with killing my wife. And he can just take care of both of those. And yes, Sam Hess did. Uh did Malvo did kill Sam Hess, but you killed your wife. So you can't just credit him with killing. You know what I mean? She's saying what, like, uh, like that makes like, because you lost one glove, let me just leave the glove. So the next person could have it. Like, because one person was murdered in your life. And even though it was an accident, let me just pass this other one off. Like it's an accident as well. Uh, like, in, I thought that's what she's trying to illustrate. Maybe, maybe like, I don't think she's bringing up Sam Hess in that moment. Maybe she's talking about his two wives. Oh, I, I, I didn't think but, the new wife is definitely just murder. Like it had nothing to do with Sam or less. But I, I don't know why she like that just goes way back. Yeah. That's what she, she still hung up on those other murders. Yeah. <laughs> that, that doesn't make too much sense to me, but I, I can buy that. I, I didn't have any explanation for it. Um, and and then so you know Malvo. Uh, meanwhile, while this is also happening, Malvo goes to get a new car. Um, he knows that the uh, FBI backup isn't coming. They're expecting the backup to come, so he goes to a used car dealership. He finds a car that looks like an FBI car. Um, he Classic convinces Malvo. the the used car salesman to like let him go for a test drive. Poor guy. Um, and so he, he, he buys a new car or he, he has this new car. Um, Lester gets in the back of the FBI agent's car, Budge and Pepper. They take him to, to his house. Um, you know, they, they're, they're going to wait there for, you know, just to, just to make sure he's safe. Uh, Lester walks inside. He goes into the basement. He gets he gets the box that's labeled Chaz's old stuff. Um, he takes something from the box. We're not entirely sure what. Um, he goes up to his room. He's throwing his clothes everywhere. He finds his uh, 
trophy that he won, the Salesman of the Year trophy. He like smiles a little bit at the memory of that. Um, and then he goes back downstairs um, and what he sees is the aftermath. While he was upstairs, Malvo drives up in this new car um, up the driveway. What we think is Malvo, I guess. Yeah. Um, the two agents are like, okay, I guess the backup's there. Um, so they get out to like greet their backup. Um, and no one ever gets out of the car. And so they're like, you know, get out of the car. They pull their weapons, like get out of the car, get out of the car. They go up and they see that used car salesman. And then they notice the used car salesman's hands are taped to the driving wheel. And then you see Malvo coming up behind them, shoots both of them dead, mm. two shots. Budge and Pepper are dead. Instantly. Instantly. Um, the, the, the used car salesman is like, please don't kill me. I have a daughter. It's unclear if he does kill him. Yeah. I don't think it's very Malvo to kill them. Yeah. Like Malvo doesn't involve people who don't need to be involved. We say that, but the trainer, but the trainer was very involved. He, he was doing the original blackmailing right. and then he, he was a bad guy. From the yeah. Beginning. Like yeah. this man just sold him a car. Like, yeah. Didn't even, yeah, didn't even sell didn't, it to Didn't him. even sell Test it Test drove him. a car. <laughs> Test drove a car. Um, but we see Malvo moving bodies to the forest, and so I think it was all of the bodies. Yeah. Um, but, but maybe not, because in the later scenes, there's not two cars there, and so maybe the guy drove, drove, off. drove off or something. But, but who knows? Um, and so Lester comes downstairs and looks to see if the agents are still there, sees the agents are gone, and there's a pot, there's a streak of blood, and there's, lo there's lots of blood everywhere. So he knows Malvo's there. Mm. Malvo's there, and he's coming for him. But Lester's ready. Lester's ready for him. He, he has a plan formulated, and he puts his what's plan the, into action. What's, what's the plan? Let's hear it. So... We don't know it at the time, but he did get something from Chaz's hunting quit, equipment. And I did think it was there was something fishy because Malvo comes into the house. He pries open the back door with like a ice, a little uh, ice scraper. And he hears Lester upstairs. Sounds like he's on a phone call calling 911 asking for help. So Malvo creeps upstairs. He hears Lester's asking please help he's broken in he's getting me i'm in the bathroom point, there's no lock on the door i thought it was a recording and lester it, was somewhere else yeah but anyway keep going yeah and he's screaming letting him know exactly where he is i'm in the bathroom there's no lock blah 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 and lo and behold lester got the bear trap that we saw Oof. in chaz's hunting kit and set it under a pile of clothes and as soon as Malvo steps kind of maybe 10 feet from the bathroom, he steps on that bear hunting trap and his leg is just fucked. Ooh. And yeah. then Lester also gets a shot in him, shot in that same leg. <laughs> Not a great shot. If he would have got him in the chest or something, it would have been a little better, but shoots him in the leg and he has a bear trap. 
But yeah, Matt Lester pops out of the bathroom, yeah. shoots him in the leg, tries to shoot again. Of course, Lester doesn't know how to use a gun, it's so yeah. it, it doesn't shoot. But yeah, keep going. No, but Malvo gets off a couple shots, makes him hide out of the bathroom, and Lester waits maybe he about throws 30, the thing 40 at him. Yeah. <laughs> he throws his award at him, hits him in the face. He's all bloody. Yeah. Lester's all bloody. Of course. Hope, I hope that was realistic, too, Lester getting hit with his own award. <laughs> yeah. At and this point, I thought Malvo was just going to – Shoot him in the bathroom. Like I oh, thought he was going to keep him. coming. Like if you and... die, he dies. Yeah. That's... Yeah. But who knows? Everyone goes into self-preservation preservation mode, and Malvo was thinking about his own well-being, and I bet that hurt like hell oh, too. That the costume designers or whatever it is for the two seconds of that wound that was shown. Oh, I was disgusted. Yeah. So. Like you said, like 40 seconds go by, Lester gets out of the bathroom, Malvo's gone. There's a blood trail, he follows the trail, you know, it goes all the way to the outside and he sees the the previous FBI car that was there is now gone. Right. And so Lester's like, I did it. Like there's- He He felt so good about himself. Yeah, the camera pans to him and he's like, I did it. Like yeah. he, he was feeling himself right there. And he should. Like he took on Malvo and didn't win, but it was a draw. Yeah. I don't know why I we'll figure it out in a second, but I thought it was over too. So Yeah, so Malvo goes back home. He goes back to this cabin. Um his his leg was in a bear trap and like mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what that means, but we see, like you said, they show the wound and his bone Ugh. in his in his lower leg is sticking out of his skin. Yeah. It, it's not only broke, but it is like sticking out of his skin. Mm. Um, it looked disgusting. Yeah. But he, you know, he gets his out of his bag, I guess some like morphine or some medication. He like shoots his leg. Um he makes this contraption, so he, he puts the bone back in place by tying this rope around his foot and, like, forcing his, his bone in, in back in place. Um, he puts a stent in so he can maybe walk again. Um, and then... The second he puts it in place. The highlight of the episode. I'm going to let you tell it. Boo. I'm going to let you tell it. The highlight Boo. of the episode... <laughs> Uh, old Pansy Gus comes out of the Gus. hiding for like eight hours. <laughs> Literally like a yeah, eight hours. Yeah, just waiting. And he starts to talk of him and he tells him that he solves his riddle. Do you remember the riddle? It was, you can kill me when you, the green in my eye. What is it? Do you remember? Something yeah, it was, it was it, yeah, like, uh, do you know why? Predators can see more shades of green yeah. than any other animal. And, and the answer was because, like, to see more prey. Yeah. Um, but Gus is like, you know, I solved your riddle. Yeah. It was once he saw a wolf, I guess, just seeing their green eyes. Well, no, it, remember Molly told him. Oh, that's what it was? Yeah, he was I, like, That was way back in the day. That, that was way back, yeah. 
I thought seeing the wolf helped him realize that. That's why, because he's uh, maybe because when think, Malvo saw, saw the saw roof, it. as or as soon as Malvo saw the wolf, is when Gus popped out. It's yeah. like he realized too, like oh, the wolf. And Ma- is Malvo aside. knew who he was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he's Gus is like I I solved the riddle. Yeah. And Malvo's like, so what are you gonna do about it? Or like, what are you gonna do then? <laughs> and Gus just unleashes, just. Three shots, three, four shots, straight into the chest. Oh. Malvo's bleeding out. I'm, I'm rooting. I'm screaming. I'm rooting I'm like, for Gus. No. Yes, he, he doesn't do the thing that is in every movie where they talk so much yeah. that the other person is able to like figure out a, a way out or whatever. No, just like I'm here. I solved your riddle. Yeah. Shots in the body. And then Malvo looks to be dead and he sort of reanimates like blood comes gushing out of his mouth and Gus is so frightened. He just shoots him two times (laughs) in the head, (laughs) shoots him two times in the head. Uh, Great makeup. We can actually see the like bullet wounds in Malvo and his mouth and in his forehead. And then there's another scene scene where we can see the, the gun wound where the gun left the back of the head. Um, and, and Gus is so frightened because it's Malvo. He yeah. he he ran into Malvo all those years ago mm-hmm. at the traffic stop. He just put five or six bullets in this man, including two in his head, and he still walks over to grab the knife away from him. <laughs> <laughs> like he's dead, Gus. He's he's dead. Uh, I I don't even want to talk about Lester's death. I don't understand Lester's death. That's on you. Come, come on, you you can't appreciate that the good guys won. That Lester Gus, was not a bad guy. I told I'm a fan of anti heroes, and Lester, Lester killed his a, wife. His wife was not a good person. It doesn't matter. That doesn't give you the. He not only killed his first wife, he basically killed his second wife. See, we're saying basically. That's he the, he he pulled the trigger. Have you ever seen? Have he loaded seen, the gun. No, no, he no, no. no. Have, ha, have you ever seen? Um, uh, what was the third Batman movie in the Dark Knight series? There was it Batman the Begins, Dark the the Dark Knight, and then there was a third one with the oh, with, with Bane. Bang. With Bane. 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 Oh, I thought it was Bane. <laughs> uh, uh, I forget. I forget what it was, but there's this scene where they round up all the, the rich people and um, they're like, so we, you know, we've sentenced you to death. This is just, uh, this is just, a, you know, you've already been convicted. This is just a sentencing hearing. Um, do you want to die by uh, like um, hanging or exile? Yeah. And, Ex- and it was like ex- and there was this, there was this shit. yeah and there was the scene where it's like okay so you died by exile and exile was walking outside on thin ice knowing that you'd fall in yeah. that's what lester did to his second wife his first wife he pulled the trigger his second wife he just pushed her out onto thin ice Knowing that she was gonna fall in, but didn't care. He it was, was death. It was death by exile. Five percent sure, but death by exile. There wasn't a com- confirmation. Nope. Like, nope. 
He killed, he killed both of his wives. So that Gus is... kills Gus kills Malvo. Justice has been served. He's he's standing up for the entire Bemidji community. Oh my gosh. The Bemidji and Duluth community. And Duluth. He forgot about Duluth. I'm just he, saying, why did Lester have to go out like that? Okay, but we'll get there. He kills Malvo. Um you know, he calls the police. You know, Molly shows up. Oh, um, I hate that scene. You know, he, he guides Molly inside. I'm surprised that he's not in handcuffs. He just killed a guy. Yeah, it's annoying. But, oh, you just, you just, see, you're, you're a terrible person. That, that's why you relate to them. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Gus brings Molly in. Molly sees this guy who she's been chasing for two or three years now lying there dead and then he guides her to Malvo's briefcase full of recordings that he <sighs> keeps of his victims and there's a recording labeled Lester Nygaard and she listens to it and it's a recording of Lester confessing to killing his wife I still didn't think it was incriminating but Okay. Yeah, it was. It was. It, kind it of, wasn't until the very reasonable end. doubt. No, until the very end, he's like the hammer. Like he talks oh. about the hammer and like needing to hide the hammer or something. Oh. And like we already know the murder weapon was a hammer. They don't uh, know that. No, they they do because they found it in in Chaz's. Oh, okay. Uh, safe. You're right. Yeah. Fucking um, Lester. Yeah, he had to yeah. fucking plan it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, right, right then the, the puzzle that Molly's been putting together all the pieces fall into place she had it right the whole time Lester's you know incriminated um, and so the next scene we see Lester riding a snowmobile two weeks later um, it's in Montana I think I suspect and the, so Lester's riding a snowmobile I think he's going to Canada and the reason why I think this is because he's, he's, he's writing um, and he gets to this open area and he sees police officers. Yeah. And the police are like, that's him. Like, waiting, and, for and so, him. waiting for him. And so Lester takes a sharp turn and starts running away. And then the police get on their snowmobiles and start chasing him. And on the back of the snowmobile it says border control. Okay. And, and so I think he was trying to get to Canada um, by through Montana, through the snow. Um, but the, you know, the word got out that he's in Montana and he's, he killed these people and like he's wanted for murder. And so they were waiting for him. Um, and so they're chasing him. He's trying to get away from the police. He doesn't want to go to jail. Um, he rides his snowmobile um, out into the open ice. Uh, his snowmobile turns over. So he gets off and starts running and there's the sign that says danger, thin ice. And the police are like, stop, it's too dangerous. What are you doing? Stop. And Lester just keeps running. And then the ice starts to crack. That's and point. then Lester just keeps running. And then sooner, at some point, he just stops and realizes that the ice around him is all cracked. And there's a one second pause. And then he falls through the ice. 
And then we see the, that hole in the ice that we saw at the very beginning of the episode. It was the hole that Lester fell through. And Lester's dead. Little Lester. Lester's dead. Um, we see the the final scene of the of the show. Back at Molly's house. Uh, you probably like this shit. They get a phone call. Molly goes up to to pick it up, and uh, you know they tell her that Lester's dead, and she says, "Okay, well." She was like, "Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, tell me what the divers come up with." Then she goes back, sits with her husband Gus who says that they're giving me a misdemeanor for bravery. Um, and then his daughter's like, you brave? You don't even like spiders. And he says, Buzz Aldrin was afraid of spiders. Yeah, and he went to the moon. Yeah. Go Gus. And fuck. that's the end of the, and that's yeah. the end of the season. A happy family. Malvo's dead. Lester's Boo. dead. Happy Boo. family. And all is right with the world. No. The world is right. No. The good guys won. No. It's Star Wars in I, Bemidji, Minnesota. In, yeah. <laughs> I hate when the losers win, when the lame guys win. Lester Molly, Molly is not win. a loser. Molly Molly's not, not loser. but Malvo definitely should have won. And Lester no. should have came out on top. Lester had many years of coming out on top. He was the salesman of the year. He that got a new wife. Year. He got a new wife. Like Lester's and life. Lester fucked it up for himself. Yes. Lester had sex with his bully's dead uh, wife, who was dead. Like Lester, Lester had his time, yeah. but he needed to atone for his sins. And, and it's a life for a life. No. He took his wife's life. He basically took his second wife's life. He, with his words, killed Sam Hess. With his words. Okay. He, with his, with his words, killed three people in that oh elevator. My. Now we're blaming it on this man's words, not the trigger finger of Malbo. I'm just I'm just saying like Lester Lester needed to go to jail. He he needed to die and he he needed dead. okay. Yeah, no. And he's dead. Uh, Lester was one of those people that you you can't just let him go and think he's never going to kill again. Like he he is a, a danger to society. He's no Malvo. He's a danger to society. He's a leech, which as, a lot of people are. As soon as he gets tired of Linda, he was going to kill her too. He he was already getting tired of Linda. He was not even tired of his first wife. She was tired of him. He was just tired of being belittled. And, and that that's the end of the episode. The good guys, that's the end of the season. The good guys uh, win. I hate um, that Buzz Aldrin line. I have a prediction. So we're going to move into predictions. I have one prediction. And I don't I don't think this is much of a prediction because I think it's obvious, but uh, I haven't done any research about season 2. But just judging by the little excerpt as season 2 episode 1, I think season 2 
we're going to learn about what happened to Molly's dad and Sioux Falls. Oh, okay. Because the, the little excerpt talks about 1979. And that's when, that's when the incident in Sioux Falls happened. And so I think all of next season is going to be about what happened in 1979. I thought Sioux Falls was in Utah. It was. I, I'm not saying that. I don't think it would. It, it's still based in Minnesota. I thought I'm this just one saying, was Kansas City. What do you mean? We'll see. The next one. I I think I think that's my prediction. This is the next okay. uh, the next season is going to be about Sioux Falls and the the you know there's that line that Molly's dad had in the episode uh, when he's out there with his shotgun in front of the house and his granddaughter comes out and she's like, "Have you ever seen this before? Has this ever happened to you?" And he's like, "Once." And the granddaughter's like. Did he ever come? Uh, or like, you know, and he, and he yeah. responds by saying, um, yeah, it wasn't a matter of who, it was a matter of what. And so clearly this, this moment had a profound impact on this man's life. And we've heard about it in a few different places in the season. That's what season two is going to be about. That's my prediction. All right. And if it is, uh, I'm excited. I, I don't really care about this dad. I hated that dad, so I, I hope we never have to deal with this coffee shop ass. But he got shot in the hip. We learned he got shot in the hip. That's why he retired. Uh, That's why he moves kind of slow. Okay. He 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 tells his granddaughter, uh, he you know, it was a routine traffic stop. He got shot in the hip. Retired with full pension. And so that's why that's why he moves kind of slow. All right. Next week, we are doing the season one recap, talk about some of our favorite characters, some of our favorite plot lines, things maybe we didn't like about the show. It's a true story. I'm ex- so I get, I'm excited about that. Yeah. I, I already know who my favorite character is. Poor guy. Fella. We're going to talk about how the fact that Gus killed Malvo means I won our longstanding bet. We're going to talk about that next week. I, I don't know how, but he's going to try and prove that point to you and I. So... I'm, I'm going to come ready. Yeah. So next week's going to be a good, good fun wrap up to season one. And then we will be taking a break the week after that. And then come firing on all cylinders for season two, have a whole game plan for you guys. Yeah. So next week recap one week off and then we're going to come back strong season two, episode one, we're going to do it all over again and it's going to be better than ever. Yeah. Rate review, subscribe, like, All of the above. Presented to you by the Modern Podcast Network.